just like to say thank you very much, Michael, for leading the service this evening. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you uh, for the freedom that we have to meet together this evening. We pray, most gracious Lord, as we turn to your precious word, that we may know the guidance of your Holy Spirit, that we may hear the voice of the living God, you yourself, speaking to us. We pray, dear Heavenly Father, that we may not listen to the voice of man, We may not hear him airing thoughts and opinions and ideas, but we indeed, each one of us, may hear you, our God and our Saviour, speaking to us, encouraging us, building us up and challenging us in the way in which we should go. Lord, we pray that you will make your presence felt here this evening hour. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Just for a few moments I want to look at uh, these verses that uh, Michael read to us from Hebrews chapter 10 and tonight I want to think of a new and living way to God. A new and living way uh, to God. In the beginning of chapter 10 the writer looks back uh, to the past. (coughs) Excuse me. He looks back to the way that people were instructed how they should approach God, how they should come to God and worship him. First of all it was animal sacrifices, then the priesthood and the ceremonial law. All these things have now finished. They were all but a shadow of the things to come. The old systems, the writer to Hebrews is saying here, they are finished. They have been abolished forever. Because the Lord Jesus Christ, God's Son, has come. We read in Hebrews chapter 1, In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets, at many times and in many different ways. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, came to earth in human form and he opened up a new and living way to the great eternal God of glory. In John chapter 17 and verse 4 we read, Jesus said to his Father, I have glorified you on earth, I have finished the work which you gave me to do. And in John 19 and Matthew 27, from the cross of Calvary, the Lord Jesus cried, It is finished. It was not a a defeated cry. It was not a cry of desperation it was not a cry of despair it was not a cry of finished but it was a triumphant cry it was a cry of victory we read that he cried with a loud voice it is finished finished 
Jesus had met in full the righteous demands of a holy God. He had completed what God had planned for his people in eternity past. He came and he paid the debt in full of my sin and your sin. None of the Old Testament sacrifices could take away sin. Their blood could only cover sin. But the Lamb of God, when he shed his precious blood, he takes away the sins of his people. They are covered, they are cleansed, and they are forgotten by God. In John chapter 1 verse 29, when John the Baptist saw the Lord Jesus Christ coming to be baptised, what did he say? Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Hebrews chapter 9, 28 So Christ was once offered to bear the sin of many. Verse 26 of Hebrews 9 To put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Our salvation is complete in Christ. For through faith in the crucified and risen Saviour, we are saved for time and eternity. Our sins and our, our iniquities are forgiven, they are cleansed, they are blotted out. God said, I will remember them no more. That's tremendous. That the eternal Holy God can blot out my sin and he said I will remember them no more. We read in Isaiah 43 verses 22-23 I have blotted them sorry I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions. We used to sing a little chorus and some of you I know will remember it. God has blotted them out I'm happy and glad and free. God has blotted them out. I'll turn to Isaiah and see. Chapter 44 and 22 and 3. He's blotted them out. And now I can shout. For that means me. Tremendous. What did Charles Wesley write? He breaks the power of cancel sin. He sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood avails for me and for you. Christ has opened a new and living way so that his people can come to his Father. The old way was by the priest and animal sacrifices. There was a veil in the temple which separated the people from God. Only the high priest could go into that holy place. But now since Christ came, the veil has been taken away. Matthew 27:51, The veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. At the exact time that Jesus died, the veil was rent. The way was now open into the holy of holies. Not only the high priest could go in and look, the people could see in. No veil, no barrier between God and his people. We God's people now have a direct access into the very presence 
of the almighty God of glory our creator the creator of the universe and we can come and call him father all because Jesus came and died all because Jesus whose flesh was rent upon the cross his flesh was rent but not his coat his side was pierced by Roman soldiers spear his hands and feet and side and from that side there flowed a river of redeeming blood the Roman soldiers pierced his side the holy God of heaven pierced his heart with his sword of justice we read in Zechariah because he was paying the price of my sin and yours he was there as my substitute as your substitute and he bore the wrath of God there upon the cross by his death and resurrection and ascension he opened up a new and living way to God Jesus has entered bodily into the heavens John Brown wrote the same God man Jesus who died on the cross ascended up through these heavens far above them into the heaven of heavens and there in human nature as the representative of his people he appears in the immediate presence of God as a man in heaven and that man is Jesus Christ God's son our saviour now our high priest he has secured that in due time all his people shall also through his blood bodily pass through the heavens into the heaven of heaven itself see when the Lord Jesus Christ was about to leave this earthly scene he said to his disciples in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also he has gone to glory through his own blood and through that blood he may bring the whole company of his people to glory tremendous his people you and me who are saved by grace and washed in the precious blood of the crucified saviour what a hope we have on that day these vile bodies will be changed made like unto his glorious body for we read in 1 John 3 2 when he shall appear we shall be like him the old hymn says oh that will be glory for me glory for me when I, I shall look on his face oh that will be glory for me glory for you the new and living way to God is opened but there is only one way there is only one way to God man 
would have us believe that there are many ways to God but there is only one way and that way is through the Lord Jesus Christ who said in John chapter 14 I am the way I am the truth I am the life and no man cometh unto the Father except through me Jesus Christ is the way and he is the living way that is why it is a new and living way that men and women can approach the eternal throne of grace because Jesus himself is the way in Hebrews chapter 10 we have yet another reminder of Christ's work and position in heaven verse 21 and having a great high priest over the house of God God has set his own son over his whole house in heaven our representative is in complete control he is Lord of everything John Calvin wrote whoever wishes to have a place in the church must submit to Christ and no other as he leads as he is sorry as he leads and rules over all he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings whoever wishes to have a place in the church must submit to Christ and no other as he is leader and ruler of all he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings he is Lord we sing he is Lord he is my Lord if we are saying that in our hearts tonight he is my Lord then am I submitting to his ways am I obeying his commandments am I walking in communion and in fellowship with him am I listening to him and when he tells me to go or not to go to say or not to say am I being obedient if he is Lord then we must submit to him the old way is to God is finished a new and living way is opened Jesus Christ and we have access to the Father because of Jesus we read in Ephesians 2.18 for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father Romans 5.2 access by faith this grace in which we now stand as God's people Ephesians 3.12 we can come in boldness or in confidence we come with assurance we can come to the throne room of God knowing that the door is always open to his people the door of the throne room is always open 24 hours of every day God never hangs a little notice on the door of his throne room closed for lunch gone on holiday no he's always there the door is always open he is always waiting and listening for his people to pray you know sometimes some of us wake up perhaps in the middle of the night and uh, 
we can't get to sleep. I know some people have that problem. I don't. I seem to sleep and sleep. But some people will say, if, you, if that happens, it's a good idea to count sheep. That'll help you go to sleep. But I read a little notice in a church up in Lancashire some years ago that said, don't count sheep. Don't count the sheep. Talk to the shepherd. Talk to the shepherd. What a wonderful thing. Perhaps in the middle of the night you can talk to your God. Talk to your Saviour because his, the door to his room is open even in the middle of the night and you can come and talk to him. The way into the presence of God is now a new and open way. With our high priest there in that holy place, whoever liveth to make intercession for us. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25. He ever liveth to make intercession for us. With this tremendous revelation that we have that this new and open way to God that his son the Lord Jesus Christ is there with the father our great high priest this, with this tremendous revelation the writer here in Hebrews says in verse 24 let us draw near to God let us draw near to God a challenge to the people of God to draw near to him notice the words let us he is talking to the whole church the company of God's people he's not saying to the individual draw near though that could apply but he's saying to the whole company of believers let us together 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 approach God and it must thrill the heart of God when he sees a company of his people coming together to worship, to praise him and to pray. O church of God, arise and draw near to your creator and your redeemer. Let us draw near in prayer. In James 4.8 we read, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You know we're told it grieves the heart of God if his people neglect the place of prayer. God is sad. Isaiah 43 and verse 1 I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Verse 22 You have not called upon me, O Jacob. You have not wearied yourselves for me, O Israel. Isaiah 64 verse 7 And there is none that calleth upon thy name, that stirreth up himself to take hold of the Lord. Yes, it was a challenge to the people there away back in the days of Israel, but it's also a challenge to the believers today we are his we are redeemed 
and he is sad when we do not call upon him he is sad when we do not stir up ourselves to take hold of him oh that we may be challenged as God's people as a company of people to draw near to him in prayer because it gives to our God real joy to hear his people come to him in prayer to fellowship with him the writer says let us draw near to God in praise the Bible is full of God's praises being sung it records the angels and the hosts in heaven singing praises to God there in Revelations we have many accounts of the hosts of heaven singing praises to the mighty creator and also in Job 38 the heavens also sing their praises the morning stars sing together and all the sons of God shout for joy in Psalm 148 verse 3 creation sings praises to its maker Psalm 65 the hills rejoice the valleys are covered over with corn they shout for joy they also sing Isaiah 55 12 the hills shall break forth before you in singing and all the trees of the fields shall clap their hands as God's people let us draw near to God with our praise you see we have so much more to praise God for more than the angels more than the hosts in heaven more than heavens itself more than creation because of what Jesus has done for us so why is our praise not more forthcoming to the one who has done so much for us for God himself came to earth to save us and opened up this new and living way so that we could come to him and the cost the cost was Calvary this will never appreciate what it cost our God while we are here on earth oh so much to praise so much to thank him for that God should put himself through such pain and such agony at Calvary for a mere human being like me praise is the mark of the people of God 1 Peter 2 9 but you are a chosen generation you are a royal priesthood you are a holy nation you are a peculiar people that you should show forth the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light or in Ephesians 1 3 to 14 to praise him because he has accepted you into his family through Jesus Christ again in 1 Philippians 1 11, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God let us come together to praise our great God
Not only when things are going well, but let us draw near to him when things are going wrong and in dark times. Look at Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas in prison. They sang praises together at midnight. Paul didn't just sing and Silas listened, or Silas sang and Paul. They sang together. They were united in their praise. And as they were united in their praise to God, that encouraged each other. They encouraged each other as they sang praises to God reminding themselves that God was in control of their lives that God was in control of the situation that they now found themselves in they praise God together praise implies the closeness of fellowship with God C.S. Lewis in his book Reflection in the Psalms wrote God is inviting us to enjoy him in prayer and in praise. Let us draw near to God. But then, just in closing, we remind ourselves of this invitation that we have to draw near to God. There is a condition and it is that we are to draw near to God with a true heart with a true heart true means genuine something that is real for God hates hypocrisy he hates falsehood he hates deceit Psalm 51.6 behold thou desirest truth in the inward parts John 4.24 Jesus said God is spirit and they that worship must worship him in spirit and in truth. Let us draw near to God as a company of people and worship him. C.H. Spurgeon said when your heart is full of Christ you will want to sing. When your heart is is full of Christ you will want to sing let us draw near to God as a company of God's people with a true heart in prayer and to sing his praises